0: Good morning, friends. Good morning, Vicky. Good morning, John. Good morning, little puppies. Oh yeah, everybody's there. There's our audience. There's Buddy. Oh Mocha's out them. of the screen. They're no one wants screen. to see Mo. No one wants
1: to see our dogs. No, no one, one
0: wants to care about the dogs. What is your favorite game? Like board game. Do you like board do you like board
1: games? Yeah, easy ones.
0: Easy ones. So no So we're opposite there. No too. thinking. No, like, no. You know what I've realized is that I like games without,
1: um... You like strategy games, but you don't even really like games. No,
0: we were playing a game the other day, and I was just laying cards, and it was fun. And then I played Uno the other day, and I was like, oh, this is a fun game. And I didn't have to really think. But the games that I typically engage in are like strategy, like Monopoly and Risk. But those seem like arduous now.
1: Yeah, because you make them like...
0: Competitive. No, it's just like a win. No. Do you like Settlers of Catan? No, you
1: win like as if it's the thing that you needed to do in order to survive.
0: Mmm. Competitive. Ridiculous. Once I played Monopoly at the cottage when we were in grade 9 and 10, and I believe that I won 23 games in a row.
1: <laughs> I'm sure everybody was having a really good time.
0: Well... People can't be having a bad time if they're going to play more than, like,
1: two games. Well, there's not a whole lot else to do, especially if it's That's raining. That's true. There's, no, it TV, raining? there's, no, no, there's no TV, there's no internet. Yeah, there's no TV, there's no internet. There's no internet back Sun.
0: then. <sighs> but I like Settlers of Canaan, kind of. Not you really. know, you don't even like no, games. No, I don't.
1: You literally never want to play a game.
0: Do you think that no. is because of the internet?
1: I think it's because you're lazy.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Like yes. do you think that we've stopped doing certain things like playing games, going for walks, I have hot tubbing. No.
1: I think that you have just decided that you're forty some years old and you just don't want to do the things that you don't want to do.
0: What's tonight? Tonight's a free night. We should play a game and let no let Jordan pick.
1: No. No, you Let's never play want Monopoly. To... You never want to play a game with me when I ask you. And so I'm not going to agree to I believe play a that game I played your last game called Sequence,
0: video. called sequence. And you won like 14 in a row. Yeah,
1: and then you didn't want to play with me anymore.
0: Well, after 14 games, shouldn't there be an end? Like what's the end game? No one do... game. <laughs> Bedtime. <laughs> How about we play a game today? You
1: can ask Jordan. But
0: settlers of Catan. He
1: probably won't want to.
0: Can we do Settlers?
1: You can ask Jordan. All right.
0: Would you play though? Or would you play Risk?
1: Yes. I'll play anything. Anything. Asked you guys, like, often.
0: Settlers or Risk? Not the train game.
1: The train game is... This conversation's gone on too long.
0: Okay. Remember Rook? Did you guys play Rook? No. You know what game that I do not like? Is Dutch Blitz. Because typically you play it with women. And what I found out is that for some odd reason, women dominate. And it's not even fun. Like... Dominate and it's kind of athletic because it's very you're very quick, it's a, it's a quick, it's very game. Quick. I'm
1: Surprised that you don't like it.
0: And I'm I you don't like want to hear quick. that I'm not quick, but there's something about it that women are much better at it. As a, I think there's ugh.
1: probably somebody some men out there that are good at touch blitz,
0: but women are better. They probably get dominated by women. All right, let's uh, do our morning devotional, something that we will hopefully meditate on throughout the day and uh, bring a spiritual practice to us.
1: We didn't video yesterday, but did you do the reading?
0: Um, No, I didn't do the reading. I got carried away. Oh, it's called strength. Did you do the reading? Yeah, I thought it was very good. I like how you called me out on uh, camera. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that.
1: I also have a pop-up that comes up halfway through the day. Oh, from um, the language of letting go app. No, I read it in the morning. But man, then I
0: should get that. The pop-up. pop-up
1: comes halfway through the day, and then I get to read it again and be reminded what we talked about. Because or sometimes how I thoughts.
0: just don't do it, and then yeah, that's good. Very good. Okay, so it is February the twenty fourth. Hey, hello. It's your turn to read.
1: Recognizing feelings. No. Oh. Experiencing feelings can be a challenge if we've had no previous experience or permission to do that. Learning to identify what we're feeling is a challenge we can meet, but we will not become experts overnight, nor do we have to deal with our feelings perfectly. Here are some ideas that might be helpful as you learn to recognize and deal with feelings. Take out a sheet of paper on the top of it, write: If it is, if it was okay to feel whatever I'm feeling and I wouldn't be judged as bad or wrong, what would I be feeling? Then write whatever comes to mind. You can also use the favorite standby of many people in discovering their feelings, writing, or journaling. You can keep a diary, write letters you don't intend to send, or just scribble thoughts onto a notepad. Watch and listen to yourself as an objective third person might. Listen to your tone of voice and the words that you use. What do you hear? Sadness? Fear? Anger? Happiness? What is your body telling you? Is it tense and rigid with anger? Running with fear? heavy with sadness and grief, dancing with joy. Talking to people in recovery helps too. Going to meetings helps. Once we feel safe, many of us find that we open up naturally and with ease to our feelings. We are on a continual treasure hunt in recovery. One of the treasures we're seeking is the emotional part of ourselves. We don't have to do it perfectly. We need only be honest, open, and willing to try. Our emotions are there waiting to share themselves with us. Today, I will watch myself and listen to myself as I go through my day. I will not judge myself for what I'm feeling. I will accept myself. That's
0: beautiful. My favorite part? Yeah? Our emotions, are there waiting to share themselves with me? (laughs) This is great. Do you see me getting out a piece of paper?
1: (laughs) So... This. No, I think it yeah. would you do? So this book is Daily Meditations on Codependency and sometimes I feel like we read it and maybe it's not something that you've struggled with. And and so I don't know that I mean I think that this one in particular is one that you've grown a lot in in many areas hey, thank over you. the last 10 plus years. And so, I think that we're so different. Whereas, like, I would be, like, emotions all over the place and just really not... Two. Understanding. Yeah. Anger and... Happy.
0: <laughs> and I would drink for both of them. Okay. Oh, I'm feeling so happy. I should go drink. I need to drink. So angry right now. Need I'm to so get... hurt. I, need to I feel sorry drink. for myself. <laughs> go drink.
1: Yes. And yeah. I remember when you came home sober... And, like, we'd have a little argument in early recovery. I remember. It was, like, the end of the world.
0: I remember coming back to this environment, and I'm sober, going, how do people live? Like, this is impossible. Like, the kids, and the yelling, and the the up and down, and that, like, I'm taking I'm going in the bathroom. Like, why is everybody in here? And I was, like, first time that I'm aware that my time isn't mine, and my money is not mine. When you have kids and it's like all these emotions are just like, they're like a boiling pot.
1: So I did have, I do recognize that I often had surface emotions that were the Mm -hmm. ones that I was comfortable with and that I would go to. However, I often didn't know how I was really feeling or what was going on underneath those emotions. So anxiety, that's one like, I'm anxious. I'm anxious or My feelings are hurt, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
0: Those are your two. Those are like my two. (laughs) I'm angry and happy and you're anxious and hurt.
1: (laughs) The beautiful thing Or I was happy, but I was happy, like pretending happy. Like everything's great. Everything's wonderful. But it was almost like, I often talk about the game of that little whack-a-mole where like the little head pops up and you have to whack it That's your favorite
0: game. Let's play whack-a-mole tonight. That was my life. (laughs) Um, The game of life. And so,
1: and it's true, like that, you know, if I was frustrated or if like, if there was really something, you know, wrong that I wanted to talk about, that was actually really hard for me to be, to say like, and I think even now it's still not necessarily entirely um, easy for me to Like, I always, I always feel bad. I always feel wrong. And so for me to like, to me, for me to not, not. Those
0: are the ones that dominate. Yeah. Yeah. And so,
1: and so, you know, especially when it comes to like, you know, making mistakes or going out on a limb or initiating a conversation that might be difficult. I react often pretty negatively because I'm so fearful of my thoughts or I'm so fearful of being wrong Mm-mm. that, like, I'm really reactive if things don't go the way that, like, I was hoping that they would or that, you know, that feels.
0: Well, I I like what she said, talking to people in recovery helps too. So that I think the fellowship is super important. I think a lot of times we're, we want to be lone wolves mm-hmm. and we're just holding a basket of emotions, but if we have fellowship or you have a sponsor or you have people that you're working with, then you can bring that to them and go like, I have this, like, can you relate to that? Can you, oh,
1: I didn't make this up all <clears throat> by myself that that came up in my meeting with my sponsor yesterday. Mm-hmm,
0: that's beautiful. <laughs> I remember the first time that I was slapped with my life was built on a foundation of fear and mm-hmm. I was in treatment and I'm like, I'm the least fearful person that I would mm-hmm. know. And I'm, I'm very aggressive and very brash. And, and, and it's like when I'm sitting in a treatment center at a homeless shelter and, and, and God reveals to me that my foundation is fear. I was like, I laughed. I thought it was funny. I was like, couldn't believe it. I'm like, how do you not know that? And, and, and so even going through the the work of like, even the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says we are being driven by something else. We're being driven by fear. A hundred thousand forms of fear. And so I think it's a beautiful thing to actually write it on paper. And, and
1: so- I, Yeah, I think, so I listened to a podcast, and in the podcast, they were talking about, kind of very similarly, they were actually talking about therapy. And, uh, and there are two people who both go to therapy, but they both have different rhythms for it. Hers is, she goes once a month, and then when she needs to, she goes, like, many times, like, you know, she'll go often for a couple months or or three months to work through something. But maintenance is once a month. The guy was saying he winds up pretty much going every two years. He's like, I don't do it on purpose, but every two years, I feel like I need like two months of therapy. And so he'll go to a therapist for two months. And what they were talking about was how going to therapy and journaling and writing gives you a place to put down your deepest feelings. And so once you've, Released yourself of those deepest feelings, like those are out there, those are on paper, those are in a letter that you tear up or burn or whatever, those are at the therapist. Then you can go through life with your other feelings. You know, like you can, your deepest feelings, the ones that aren't safe to like necessarily expose to the whole world, have been addressed and presented and, and, um, you know, given space in you like, from you, so that then those aren't what want to dominate anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the beautiful thing about us, like, recovery people, we don't necessarily need therapists. We have a program of action. Yes, yes, yes. And then what we realize when we write all this stuff out, like, we write our emotions, we write the fears, and then we realize there's nothing that I can do against it. Like, it's like, I'm not going to, like, introduce myself to spiders because I have this fear. I'm not going to... I actually have to get God to remove... The, yes. the, the, the root of the cause of these emotions that are dominating my life. And yes. I just did a project where I had a cue card all week long and I wrote down the fears that popped up throughout the day. And then at the end of the week, I was asked to look at that and, and was asked to go, which out of the fears, uh, was I reactive to which, which fears controlled a day or I lost a day. And so a lot of them, I didn't, a lot of them just came up and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I recognize it. And then there was some that was, and then um, my, my sponsor said, if you're do- being dominated by three or five fears or whatever that looks like on your sheet, then if God's perfect love casts out fear, then there's parts of you that you would assume that aren't connected to God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a good exercise to do. And so our goal is to be connected and be filled by God. And so then we're not being controlled by fear or anger mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Well,
1: that's exactly what they were talking about, which is exactly how I, re- how I was able to relate to it, you know, cause I thought, yeah, I don't feel like I need to go to therapy. I, I think lots of people should cause they need that outlet or they could go join a 12 step program. Um, but giving like, even for me writing through my, resent- my resentments and stuff right now, like writing, um, is giving it to God, and mm-hmm. then it has less power over me. And I think. What did you
0: say that you're revealing yourself to God?
1: Yeah. So, you said that last night. I yeah. thought it was really interesting. So going through the process of like actually writing out um, our so doing a fourth step in in twelve step is writing out like resentments and where basically where I'm what was my part, and it's not about like revealing myself to me. It's about It's about revealing myself to God because then God sees, like God sees me. I'm, I'm giving God permission to see all of me and then he can deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's not me trying to deal with it. I'm not working on it. I'm not trying to make it go away. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, God, here it all is. Here's everything ugly about me. It's
0: an interesting concept because when Adam and Eve were led into and chose independence they hid from god and so god it's not like he didn't know where they were but they he asked and And they covered themselves up and so we do that with god so part of this is revealing yourself to god not that he doesn't know already
1: he knows but i think it's our willingness it's our willingness to say like this is my ugliness this is my yuck make it go away Please make it go away. Because it controls, it <laughs>
0: drives my life. All right, we have to go. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Thank goodness. You can keep going. Game Just night tonight. Press stop. All right. Press stop. Just Bye, press friends. Up. Have a great afternoon. Have a good day. Have a great
1: day. Tell somebody that. I